welcome back to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time Avenger, and that is Mark, the Resident Jedi. Hello there. Today we're doing our first rom-com in the 71 episodes of the I Can Do This All Day. 71. I feel old for some reason. Um, I feel like we've been doing this for a while. Um, and while we did give you a top five uh, uh, rom-coms, uh, we're actually digging into one fully, and that's because we both love one of the stars of this movie. Uh, we love a lot of the stars in this movie, but it is going to be celebrating uh, July 4th a little bit early on this episode. And we did do a Chris Evans, Captain America appreciation episode last July 4th. So why not keep up with the tradition with Mr. Chris Evans and Anna de Armas in Ghosted. Ooh, not so a horror far. movie. Not a horror movie. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the origin of this and break us off a little something? So I didn't realize that this was a thing. I don't know if you did until it was advertised on the front end of a Ted Lasso episode for me. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I like those people. I would watch that movie. And I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. And we were like, well, the new stuff's coming out. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to it. Maybe we won't. And when the 4th of July came up and we were talking about what's our independence episode, I mean, nothing's better than America's ass to talk about on the 4th of July. Absolutely. And, and maybe we'll just do this every July or I, July 4th. Chris Evans, if you're listening, which I know absolutely are, friend of the podcast, new movies, June and July. We got it. We're, we're pumping it. No charge. So you heard about it it's on Ted Lasso uh, from a, a little preview on it. And um, I heard about it from some negative headlines about the new Chris Evans and Anna DeArmas movie. So I was like, it can't be bad. <laughs> Let's watch this. Like, I'm down. Honestly, if you t- when you told me the reviews were bad, I was like, I kind of want to watch it more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can it be bad? With Anthony Armas and Chris Evans. And just a full cast of amazing. Did you know about the cast in this movie when you saw the negative reviews? You know, I saw some headlines with some surprise cameos. So, uh, which we'll talk about the cameos a little bit later. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I didn't know all of them. Yeah, I knew none. I knew none. And when we talk about it later. Uh, you will find that I was pleasantly surprised and just jovial through the entirety of the movie. And not just with the characters that you liked. I'm sure there was at least one that you're going to be like, who? But it doesn't matter. Uh, this is awesome. So I want to I want to do the thing that we did last episode, which I really liked. And that I think is going to become a habit because it's super fun. Give me your thoughts and just a plot overview of this movie before we dig into it. Okay. So obviously if you read like the synopsis of the movie, you know that Anna de Armas, or even if you see the screenshot before you hit play on the movie, you can tell that Anna de Armas is like the badass, right? So the movie starts off with her driving. Obviously a mission went bad and someone died. And so she's a little bit bummed about it. And she's talking to her therapist and she's like, but I want to have roots and connections with people and I want to have a home and a life. 
just like every spy and assassin does, right? So she goes, well, obviously she does the most logical thing. She goes to a farmer's market. She's in I mourning. Mean, she goes to a farmer's market. So she meets Chris Evans, who's checking her out. She's looking good. And he's like, I'm going to hit on her and talk to her and be all goofy and awkward. And that's exactly what he does. He is awkward as shit. He blows the plant sale and he's like a complete prickhole to her. And the, the high uh, booth attendant that just went off for a, a joint break says like, oh, there's definitely sexual tension there. So he has this great idea to go back to her uh, who he totally pissed off earlier and just be like, hey, do you want to go for a coffee? And of course they say yes, because this is a rom-com, baby. It's Chris Evans. It's Captain America. And she is a wonderful beautiful lethal lovely lady and it turns into a 24-hour date totally realistic and then hilarity ensues i i'm less verbose than you in mine but i would say something like sad stalker follows follows deadly spy and penetrates her thick skin can you say that one more time? My my audio broke up there. I, I I think that I think that you can actually when you edit this, you can just and then go back. Penetrates, penetrates, penetrates her thick skin. For the record, I, I know exactly what you said, and I'm just going to put that on loop for the entire episode. So I think that it's I think that it's a uh, a, a good a good her thick skin penetrates 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 her thick skin a, a touching moment if you will it is it a is a touching moment <laughs> it is um yeah i mean you're you're pretty you're pretty accurate in assessment and and stalker because it's some yo. weird ass shit that happens yo first of all the 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 first weird thing and 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 you and i have a background in a sales perspective and and yo why are you ruining somebody else's sale because you think a flower is going to die? So I can understand to a certain degree, but for the plant sale, who the fuck cares? She's cute. She's beautiful. Actually, no, not even cute. She's beautiful. Fucking sell her the plant. And you know what? Do a follow-up call and say like, Hey, just checking on that plant. Yeah, I'm going to need your, uh, you know, I'm going to need your phone number for our follow-up service. So many, so many better ways um, than just a straight up all out accidental negging that, that goes on here. Um, it's a courtesy. It's a courtesy that we provide a free service. I feel like Chris Evans in general in this movie is a terrible business owner, just terrible <laughs> business owner. Not only does he not sell the plant, but then he just leaves his everything behind. Dude, like, that's a cash exactly box, what I was about. table, inventory. Nah. I'm here to help my parents make ends meet, except when I abandoned the cash box in the inventory, uh, whatever. I like how they did uh, just with a nice throwaway line. It's like, hey, thanks for closing up for me. You know, like that's just to his, what his family, like after the 24 hour date, he said yeah, that nice throwaway that line. Nobody texted him or was like, are you okay? What's going on? 
Where were you? Nothing. I think it's actually pretty obvious that he's a loser. He's a clingy. He's a stage five clinger, right? Oh, that's man. that's a big I, thing about him is he, he has so. that quirkiness and awkwardness. And he's just a so. stage five clinger that he desperately needs that attention. He needs that constant watering and sunlight and TLC that delicate plants need. Yo, I think the the texting chain in this movie and the constant texting, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the phone call scene in Swingers. <laughs> yeah. When Favreau's calling and trying to leave a new message over and over and over. And it's just like, bro, no. I don't know about you, but as a, as a guy, like that was one of the most painful moments in cinema that I took in in my early 20s. I was just like, oh, oh God. You know, I did. It didn't bother me because Favreau to me just seems like that, that pathetic guy. He plays oh, that character so well. But my perception of Chris Evans, a good looking dude, movie star, I have a hard time believing him as the awkward kind of clinger. And honestly, I think he might be in real life. I think that's like really true to his character. I don't think he needs to really talk at all at this point in his life. He just kind of shows up and awkwards his way into whatever. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with any type of, you know, person that is very interested in whether it's the opposite sex, the same sex, whatever. I think there's, there's a genuine, a genuine feeling where like, yeah, humans like to be with each other. They like to take care of people. They like to be taken care of. So I'm not completely against it, but man, that that text string was pathetic. It was like cable guy pathetic, where it's like, hey, uh, I took a piss. Just wondering if if you called, you know, like, oh, okay. You know what wasn't pathetic, I thought though? Like the date areas that they went to. I've been to DC. I've been around DC and I was like, oh man, I remember the Lincoln, like uh, the Lincoln bookstore that's right there, right across from where he died. I'm like, totally been there. And the exorcist stairs, which by the way, definitely like the scariest movie of all time. Saw it in the theaters, scared the living shit out of me. Mm. Just a disturbing movie. I've seen it and I did not think that was the case. Oh, Um, Maybe if I revisit it, Maybe that, that maybe that's a, a Halloween episode we might do, but I'm not watching that movie for a Halloween episode. Now, if you lose a bet, you will. Oh, so we got to make a bet before then. But I will say I am like turning to my wife. I was like, this is the longest date ever. Like, this is crazy. This shit does not happen. So both of these people, both Chris Evans's character, Cole and Anity Armis's Sadie crazy bat shit crazy that they're going to spend 24 hours together going from place to place to place to place to bed i don't know man i just it's so crazy to me listeners so if you've ever gone on a 24-hour date with anyone we want to hear about it i mean whether it was a good date bad date i'm assuming it was a good date if it went 24 hours but i want to hear about it i want to know 
what they think, what the listeners think is the best venue of the dates. I got to go art museum on that, right? Because you can learn a lot about a person. Have you ever taken a date somewhere classy like an art museum? Nope. You know why? Because if I took them to an art museum, I know that I would not go anywhere else after that because I would want to go to sleep. Um, whether it was with them or without them, I would just want to go to sleep because as much as I love the arts for a date, truth be told, I can't talk intelligently about art. Like I can't say like, oh, I, I really dig the impressionism here. Like I would totally make shit up. I'd be like, hmm, does that look like periwinkle to you? I think I really like the periwinkle that they used for the shading of this. Good choice. And then I would be like, stupid 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 <laughs> dude dude uh, so so um i have done the art museum as a location and i think it was the most sabotaged and hilarious random outing i've taken with a member of the opposite sex ever Edit do that. tell <laughs> go on with your story so so initially this was supposed to be like a double date so i have a friend that was supposed to bring a girl i was going to bring a girl we're going to get together we're going to drive into the city and go to the the chicago art museum right so i was going to drive everybody i went picked up this girl went to my buddy's house and he gets in the car with another dude his friend not his not a significant other and i'm like yeah, no, uh, uh, she couldn't come, so he's just coming. I was like, well, that's going to be fun. This is going to be super fun because neither one of these gentlemen were what I would consider to be connoisseurs of any level of art, right? It was like a, I was just doing the double date thing, so it's not weird. Now it's super weird already. And then we're driving down there. And I don't know if you've ever driven from, oh, I know you probably have driven up 55 from 80. You just kind of floor it and you just go, right? Like nobody obeys the speed limits on I-55 except me, Illinois State Police. Um, But like, he was even like, man, you're going pretty fast there. Are you, you, oh God. Wait, your friend was? My friend was, yes. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%. So we get there and we go in. And you'd think that that friend would continue to be the biggest problem during the visit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because about 20 minutes in, this girl sets the alarms off in one of the art rooms by trying to touch one of the paintings. (laughs) Good for her. Because it was textured. And she's just like, is that... I'm like you, you can't. Whoa! And the 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 like the two guards like came up because she was in proximity. Like, ma'am, you can't. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'll we'll we'll do it. And she got really pissed off about that. Like she was offended. The she guards offended beat the that, shit out of her. And you know. no, 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 but but that that somebody said that she'll be careful. And like it was, I was like, oh, this is gonna be great because I'm not leaving anytime soon. So we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. Oh man. And we just walked around the rest of the time, and it was so oh, awkward and amazing. 
So um, needless to say that I don't know if it was ghosting at that point, because I don't think either party, um, you know, initiated any further conversations, but man, art, art, art museums are fun. I'll have to take your word for it because I have never, I don't think I've ever taken someone to the art museum. I've gone there with my wife, but at the same time, it's like, is that not someone for say that again? What was that? Is that not someone? I meant like for a date, like Mm. in regards to, you know, when the single people going on a date, I would never, ever take them for a first date there. Never. Mm. Uh, I mean, Ooh, that's a, that's a bold choice. And Hey, ladies, for the, our female majority listening audience, I'm I'm sure if you went on a date, you'd be thrilled at the art museum. It's just not my bag, baby. Just not my bag. This was like the Ferris Day Bueller's Day Off date night or date day. The Ferris Day Bueller's Day? Yeah. So many places that they went. I'm like, no fucking way. Wait, they're going to another place? And they're getting a coffee? And they're going to another place? And then they're just walking around at night? Number one. In D.C. I was going to say. Which is not, I mean, Anadarmus was there, so they were totally safe, but not like the, hey, why don't you wander around Washington? Yeah, not the safest of cities for any listeners who have not been there or our international listeners. <laughs> go to our nation's capital. Don't go there and stay there at night. So speaking of dates, what about some of the best date spots besides an art museum? Uh, I'm sure our female listeners would like to know. Where's the resident Jedi taking someone on a, on a date i just take my wife to movies at this point you gotta date your wife so you take her to dinner and a movie that's it oh gosh right now listeners across the world their uh their undergarments are soaked mark yeah so no, there's that's just a lot of there's a lot of sand going on uh, uh if you can combine dinner with live music that's a huge win as well I would agree. My music is good, but at the same time, you have people thinking like, well, then you can't hear each other talk and blah, blah, blah. But uh, isn't that a good thing sometimes? Like for a first date, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But wife dates, sure. Absolutely. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. You, you give you, up, right? Is that- <laughs> where where are you taking the uh the 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 uh the resident avengerous? Um same thing. It's the same thing. Um, we will we will occasionally go for for walks uh, up and down like the the Tampa um, Tampa Bay like bridges and walkways and stuff like that. The River Walk in Tampa, we've done that a few times. The River Walk is nice. Yeah, yeah. Just not when it's super hot and humid. Um, but no, it's uh, <laughs> because we uh, we should go on dates more often. But I'm not a huge, like back when I was dating before I got married, it was never uh, the location that was the big deal for me. It was the circumstances around the location. So there's, a, there's quite a few uh, dating scenarios that, um, that I've done just because I like having fun during that type of thing. So my wife and I have talked about it where we, we would almost do like an impractical jokers date and like dare each other to go and fuck with someone at like a bar or something like that. But uh, there's some other ones that I, I had done when I was single before I got married 
where I don't know if people will necessarily frown upon this, but it was a silent date. You could not say a single word once the date starts. So a uh, short little story for, for myself is that I went on a date with this girl. Uh, the agreement was the second we get out of this car for dinner, not a single word is said. And we went through and, and you would admit, you would probably think that like, that's impossible to go to dinner and not say a single word. It worked out pretty good. And it was actually pretty funny. The only thing that was a little bit weird and uh, I feel sort of bad, but at the same time, I thought it was hilarious at the time. The people around us noticed that we were not saying a single word to each other. And so they thought we were deaf. And they were, they were kind of like muttering <laughs> under their breath. I think they're deaf. And so the, the girl that I was on the date with, we were like looking at each other and she was like, thinking like projecting ESPing me saying like they think we're fucking deaf this is bad I was like because hmm. hmm. like we were writing stuff down or just like pointing at the menu for the stuff that we wanted for for dinner and the the waiter champ he, he was so cool through everything like he's like okay yeah we'll go with that one and and one of the questions was like do you want anything to drink and I just like threw my arms up and he's like Okay, no problem. So, so whatever it was, it was just uh, it was a very funny thing. But uh, it was a fun it was a fun date idea. Uh, I never really went uh, on a date with that person again. We just didn't click. But it was a fun it was a fun experience overall. Wow, that's that's amazing. And I don't think I'd be able to get through that much time without talking. You seriously, um, you should try it with your wife. I bet it would be fun. I bet it would be really fun. Because we'll you, it's almost like, like daredevil, like your other senses become so in tune, like you start noticing a whole bunch of other stuff around you, but there's like a sense of humor and laughter, like inside of you, uh, that is just like, this is kind of interesting. It's a challenge. And I know you are up for some good challenges, Mark. So always in. Out, man. always in. <laughs> oh man. Do you think that the, do you think that the, uh, the silent date girl felt smothered like Anna Diarma should have in this movie <laughs> uh no she didn't uh it was a good time we just weren't a fit like after the after the date we were it, it was just like yeah, we noticed that yeah okay fun time but good luck every with whatever else you do but mm. smothered for Anna Diarmas um so that's the strange thing about it is that she totally should have I mean she's a CIA agent and you would think her intuition, her natural instincts would just be like, red flag, red flag, red flag, clinger, stage five clinger, get out of there. But well, no. it seems like it seems like the, the people she dated in the past, like, you know, were murderers and deceptive people. And when she did the background check on on Evans, um, you know, he's a he's a Boy Scout wrestled in high school so make sure you tell her that you wrestled in high school <laughs> oh she found out yeah yeah i knew that was going to come up sometime in the movie i was like that see i turned to my wife i was like see this is how he's going to defend himself is because he used to do wrestling and so he's not a complete moron they they made him somewhat tough nobody teaches you a chokehold 
in wrestling? Hey, everyone, everyone. Don't you silent date me, Dan. <laughs> Everybody put someone in a chokehold when they were younger because we watched WWE. Have you ever put somebody to sleep in a chokehold? Um, not to sleep. They always tapped. Oh, I put somebody to sleep once on accident. It was the scariest thing ever. I thought I killed it. They're just lifeless. He just, no, literally like hit the ground. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I just killed somebody. Yeah. It's scary. You you put someone to sleep. Like it's scary. This was not a PG-13 rom-com. Was it not? I don't know. No No clue. I feel like. I feel like too many people got killed and shot for it to be PG-13. Like, directly uh, shot. Not maybe. like a little bit of shot. Not like implied shot. But like actual in-the-face shot. In the face. In the <laughs> yeah, face. definitely. Um, so, you've got some pretty good points about everything. And, you know, is is that like a, a stalker smothering move? Like, absolutely. 100% it is. Because Chris Evans buys a ticket and he's encouraged by his family to go to fucking london i mean it's a say anything moment is it is it is it really cute though like when when cusack holds up the boom box in front of ioni sky's house isn't it isn't it kind of endearing and cute or is it like serial killer murder is it is it more dahmer or more dobbler <sighs> i think for anything crossing international lines is Dahmer level. Okay. But I, but so. I mean, he didn't pay for the flight. <laughs> Cause he, he had a flight credit <laughs> because, Which, because flight credits never expire. Yeah. I was going to say, I t- I turned to my wife. I was like, flight credits last for a year tops. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and uh, no, he would have gotten either a full refund on his ticket as a money credit or a voucher, not not just a voucher. There would have been a refund too. Whatever airline that was, oh man, they must be the best airline in the world. Uh, you know, and that Heathrow flight is a lot more expensive than a flight to spring break. Yeah, right. Like Heathrow, I think to land there, it's like there's there's this charge that they hit you with that's like 250 or 300 bucks, like a docking, international docking fee at Heathrow. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. I am cringing at that moment because the family, and, and by the way, shout out to the 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 great family of Amy Sedaris, uh, Tate Donovan, and his sister. I can't remember her name. Lizzie Broadway. Um, yeah, you're talking about Maddie. I was like, Amy Sedaris must have run out of strangers with candy money because she is in a lot. What did Amy Sedaris just look? super old in that amy amy sedaris is definitely i don't want to say super old but she's she's not young anymore like she was older on strangers with candy when we were in like middle school sure but if you if you look at her here and you look at her the mandalorian i think that she she lines up yeah she does look a lot older in in the mandalorian but i just saw this like commercial with her in there and she looked like pretty good and this one she just like they definitely play her up older in this but i don't know she's she's versatile i like her uh she's she's a good she's a good character and whatever she's in so i'm, I'm good with it but for the record she's 62 okay not retirement age yet 
but older. I mean, older. yeah, she's a, like a couple years younger than my mother. So she's definitely like, like you said, not quite young. Yeah. Tate Donovan's looking old just because he's got, he's rocking the silver, silver mane. So. Dude, the silver fox just works, man. The silver. And, and thank goodness he's got a, uh, a beard on him then because he looks so much less like stalkery. You think so? I always thought he just looked so freaking harmless. I just remember Tate Donovan, TV, schmuck. That's all I can think about with Tate Donovan. Like, I never really thought of him as, like, a serious actor. Um, I like him. I like him in his roles, but uh, I like how goofy he is and, and so pro pro um, Chris Evans or Cole, his son. You know, it's like, oh, just just do it, son. You're, you're, a, you're a good boy. Just go out That's there. That's what dads are supposed to do, man. And for the record, Tate Donovan's been in like, he's been nominated for SAG awards for like good luck, good night and good luck. He was in Argo. Like he's been in some movies. He has. I just remember him from TV. That's all. <laughs> Let's go on to the action. So I'm a big action guy. I'm curious to know your thoughts on the action in this movie. Anna Diarmas like was awesome in the newest bond movie. And I think was right there in this movie, like just doing all. And, and, and I think her scale was more felt in this film because Evans is a giant and she is not a giant, but she was still like flipping and kicking and shooting and kicking ass. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think with, her experience on the Bond film, and she will be in the John Wick spinoff, The Ballerina. She will be The Ballerina, which is in the same universe. I was super excited to see this because I was like, oh, cool. And I didn't understand what the scale of the action was going to be like. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it. So I was, I was good to see that. And I, I think that she's just a very, she's imposing, even though she's like five foot, too maybe you know it's she has that gravitas the aura of pulling off a, a bigger than life personality and just a force to be reckoned with and she's game for it too which is great i, I love that that she was um doing and it, it looked like she was doing a lot of the action too which is really great fun fact for you do you know who is supposed to play the love interest not anna diarmas I uh, better not be like ScarJo. It was Scarlett Johansson was supposed to be Sadie in this movie, but she had to drop out due to scheduling. Why? Why do you just want all of the Avengers in the movie? I don't know what the planning was, but um, her and Evans are are really good friends. They've been mm-hmm. acting in movies together for a long time, and uh, she was the original um, love interest. And that's kind of cool to be able to to make movies with your friends. I mean, James Gunn does it, you know, like he well, I mean, has like but a bunch of his friends. Darmus was like an executive producer on this movie. So was Evans. Like they both got producer credits. Yeah. But that was a it just happened to line up with uh, the window of, of schedule availability. She had a bigger window than Scarlett did. So she was uh, I think it was the director's idea to say, hey, how about Anna Armas and, and Evans was like, Hey, I actually know her. 
He's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking you. How about her? So uh, he he shot a few phone calls out to Anna, and uh, yeah, here she is in the movie. But yeah, action was good, and actually, for for my opinion, I thought it was on par. Just obviously not as silly as a movie that we just talked about a, a few weeks ago, or actually last week, The Machine. So yeah, I thought it was it was very similar. Now, of course, Bert Kreischer is not an action star. But the overall action from others in the movie were pretty fucking sweet. So I thought it was on par with that. I think this movie was hands and feet above the action scenes in the machine. Yeah. Because not only did you get Anna doing amazing work, you had Evans in the background. And I think Evans being able to do the nerdy fights, like when he puts his dukes up, in that one scene, it just got, I'm like, oh, yes. You didn't just fall right into the thing. You're like, I'll get you. It was He's it was a nerd. Solid, right? He's a nerd in this movie. Is, I don't care. I love him. Let's go. So it's, it's for his, his action scenes, it's believable because he's doing his wrestling. His dad said it like five times. Tell Dude, her you're on the wrestling team. A very, very clear coaching point. Yeah. A very, very clear foreshadowing later on yeah. in the movie mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. but um so speaking of action there's a few pieces of action that happen in this movie with some certain somebodies one of them being in your picture and background right there so i absolutely love the cavalcade of cameos in this movie and it hit me by complete surprise they did. They turned the corner. And he was like, Mackie. I'm like, oh, they got it. And then, then he gets hit and it's fucking um, God, the bounty hunter and Sebastian Stan. I'm like, yo. And they no, threw no, no, John it wasn't Chu him. in there. Yeah. It, John it Chu, then Sebastian Stan. John Cho is the actor. John Chu oh. is the director. But John oh, Cho. My bad. My bad. Harold. Harold. There you go. Uh, which I think he was probably just fresh off his Cowboy Bebop um, Netflix series because he still had the long mane going. He had there. the hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, best part of the movie though. I honestly think that was the best part of the movie. It it was such an '80s callback, like a like an Indiana Jonesy kind of that that funny Lucasy Spielbergy kind of burp, 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 burp thing. Loved it, just loved it. Yeah. Were you bummed that that they all died? Well, Maggie didn't die. Maggie somehow came back around. Like that's what you do when you're Captain America. But no, I mean there was no plot. There was not a reason for them to be in it other than, you know, just a bounty hunter chase, but it was I thought it was amazing to get those big time of actors to show up for what had to be one day of shooting. Yeah. It, and it was I feel a lot like, of fun. Yeah, I feel like this group of actors with Evans and 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 the uh the 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 cap crew and and they even grabbed Ryan Reynolds to come in for one scene, just like Evans did for him for uh for the um free guy movie, um where where he shows up just randomly after he uses the cap shield. Yeah. Uh it, it was just um yeah, I, I love that there's that there's this culture of actors 
just calling up their buddies and having a good time. And it's not as serious as it was. It's not as serious as a Tom Cruise movie. Let's put it that way. Which that is going to be a blockbuster once that comes out. Because no, it looks put good out- though. It looks good. I might actually have to watch it. Yeah, perhaps we should review it. I don't know. Maybe Listeners. foreshadowing. Oh, you mean we could rank Mission Impossible movies and then then do this? God, that would be so just formulaic for us. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was a big fan of all the cameos. You had uh, just the, it's so fun. I like fun movies and I love those cameos because I could watch that shit all day, all day long. Yeah, no, I'm going to tell you my favorite cameo, or I don't know if it was a cameo or just a casting decision that you, I don't, I don't think it would hit for you the way it hit for me, but it was um, uh, Dr. Claudia Yates, which was the person that she talked to at the beginning of the movie, which also happened to be the CIA director played by Anna, Anna, Anna D Smith, who was on the West wing as um, a cabinet member uh, that was always in the situation room. She played Nancy McNally uh, again. Don't think you watched that show, but it's a great show. And I'm just like, Oh yes, I love her. And she's, perfect for this tim blake nelson was another surprise character for me because he's such a good actor and he's in everything and it's just kind of very cool to see that and also tim blake nelson was in the incredible hulk who might be coming back uh as that character in the future captain america movie maybe as the leader oh i always remember him from oh brother where art thou so you have the different cameos. Um, is this starting to remind you of anything as you're watching this? I don't want to call it stealing, right? But it has tropes from so many great Hollywood movies. Um, and the final scene kind of just hit for me. And I'm like, so this is basically true lies, except they're not married and there's no Tom Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's basically true lies. And I'm kind of all here for it because that movie is fucking amazing. That end scene for sure, True Lies. Uh, As I'm going through it, though, the bantering and the fighting with each other, I'm 100% thinking Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Very, very much could be. Very much could be. I I really enjoyed that movie. And um, with, with a different characterizations of evans kind of as the uh the hipster um stalker really i mean let's just call it how it is he's kind of a stalker the writing is from uh like deadpool fame rhett reese and and paul wernick and um yeah it's you can tell the humors there and of course ryan reynolds was in it as well so there's a, a some nice nods and favors being called on this stuff but for me, like the, the overall echoing and mimicking or straight up rip offedness of um, other movies, I'm okay with it. It's fun. I mean, I, I like some nostalgia. Uh, Dexter Fletcher, who, who's the director, do you know who that is? And have you watched any of their other stuff? He did Rocket Man. He ended up doing uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody. He replaced Singer, which this movie has a lot of the same like just beats 
as Bohemian Rhapsody as well. So I, I feel him as a director. I like him. It's a very weird resume that he has of so many acting credits. And then for his directing yeah. credits, it's not a certain type of movie. It's just very spread across the board. Um, I did really like Eddie the Eagle, uh, who was with Hugh Jackman and Taron Egerton. Uh, I thought that was a really good movie. Well, super underrated movie because there's so much goddamn talent in it. Yeah. But um, directed the offer, uh, who a couple episodes at least on Paramount Plus about mm-hmm. the Godfather movie. But yeah, it, it's it's nice to see someone of acting chops and experience be able to transition into the director's chair. Um, but do you think there was any you know, slips or, or perhaps even misses uh, in his directorial, so, di- directorial so, style? I don't think so. And I want to call out one other thing that's on his resume. And that is a movie this reminds me of. Have you ever seen The Saint? I have Val uh, Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. So he's signed on to do a reboot of that movie. And that movie has some feel to this movie where Elizabeth Shue is like the, the helpless wonder. And Val Kilmer is the spy that just knows a spy and they fall in love kind of thing. So uh, again, they they split the dichotomy of the gender and the characters, but uh, another very film that I enjoy and that is very like feels there, but I thought the directing was good. There wasn't anything that stuck out to me as like bad, you know, I was, I was there with it and, and it had some camp to it, right? Some nostalgic campiness, but I'm there for that. There was only one part of the movie that didn't make sense to me. And that was, if you fucked up the motor on a rotating restaurant, it wouldn't go faster. It would stop. That thing went ludicrous speed. Dude, it was like that fucking ride at the at the uh the gravitron. The, yeah, gravitron. dude. It's that thing does not have the torque to be a gravitron, especially with the gear ratio on it. Like we're not going there. Yeah, it's um I don't know if I I mean I had a few different issues with the movie. That being one of them, the I think Evans kind of duality as a leading man and the awkward stalker character, it doesn't blend. I mean, I think they just have to pick one or the other because I don't think it's as much of a a realist character to me, in my opinion. I think you're one or the other. I think you need to stop that commie bullshit that you're saying and just, realize that, that captain america can do no wrong because america commie bullshit <laughs> i can't help but no this close to america's independence i will not abide your anti-america sentiment oh, that's so funny uh what about the music what did you think about the music i was there for it i thought the soundtrack was good I thought it was really good too. There's a few uh there's a few reviews of the movie where they were talking about how the music is overplayed and shit. I was like, fuck you. It's you know, for there's popular music works in certain times where if it is really putting you into the scene of the movie and deeper understanding of the characters, or 
if you're doing like a Baz Luhrmann, Elvis, just music, three-hour music video, there's wow. that. That's what it was. I mean, that was a three-hour music video. That was an amazing deep pull. I loved the, I loved the picture you painted there. It was... Uh, and there were just good songs on that. And there's a lot of songs that I really liked. So you had Portugal, the man, Dua Lipa on there. So I'm not a big fan of pop music in movies, but because I like this, I like Chris Evans. I like Andy Armas. It works for me, but with rom-coms, it kind of is just like a music video, right? You have to throw in popular music in a rom-com. Otherwise it's not a rom-com. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And they have to go through their dark forest. Any other call outs on the music? I mean, you had some wonderful stuff in there, like heart of glass. I just thought it was some jams and it went well together. Um, I was, I was a fan. Well, with you being a fan, I think I have to ask you a question. Mark with the movie ghosted starring Chris Evans and Andy Armas. Can you do this all day? I think you'd be surprised by my answer of fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, there's so many callbacks and 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 you know, echoes of great campy actiony rom-coms from the past in this. So many pulls and and great respect to other movies and Captain fucking America, you haven't to watch this again. Can you do this all day or are you going to go all fucking red on me here, buddy? <laughs> what the fuck um, alright so I love Chris Evans he can do no wrong Anity Armas she's my new celebrity crush uh, I'll, I'll watch her in anything and everything with the exception of the movie Blonde on Netflix I have not watched that yet if she is your celebrity crush you might want to watch that movie oh, maybe but you know I don't like rom-coms and this is a legit rom-com. Um, this is not like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith where the action is really, really blended in with it. Uh, but I don't like rom-coms. I love the action in this because it's just fun. And they are believable. Like Evans plays the klutz to a T. But then he gets like super comfortable with shooting a shotgun and, and a pistol later on. And it's just like, hmm. hmm. I feel like a shotgun for a farmer like you go varmint hunting if they were you know that was the most believable gun they could have given him at that point and i literally said that out loud i'm like at least they gave him a gun that he should be able to handle like you don't have to aim that bitch you just point it my problem for this movie is that it's just kind of ridiculous you know i don't like stalkers i love you know people that i either admire or respect their acting and if it just happens to be that they're also very beautiful people so you think i would be all for this but you know i watched this uh when the best part about the movie is the cameos for me i have to honestly say that i cannot do this all day so chris i know you're watching uh, i'm sorry i can't do this all day but hey man i could do i will watch any movie that you're in this is a day when I'm not proud to be an American and it's all because of you. <laughs> well, you know, may- maybe for our listeners who think that I don't like anything, um, I just don't like rom-coms. And, and as much as I love Anity Armas and Chris Evans, I just, it's an equal force of 
not liking rom-coms. Is that why it took us 71 episodes to review one? I think so. And the so, fact that you did on our uh, top five rom-com uh, list episode, you were like, oh, I love rom-coms. And I'm just thinking like, okay. <laughs> I do. Like, not, not even touching the subject. I was like, yep, not me. Yeah, uh, uh, whatever. Well, as punishment for not giving love and respect to America on this holiday, no fireworks for you. Oh, there will be fireworks because mm. happy 4th of July, everyone. Mm. We really enjoyed this episode and thank you all for listening. Hopefully you're all safe and you all have your fingers still. And if you don't, that's okay. You can still listen. You'll have your ears. But until unless, next time. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> this movie did have a lot of people with random things blown off. That could be a problem. So stay safe. Uh, light it and run and uh you know uh, don't trust the joe dirt fireworks stand until next time i'm dan the part-time avenger that's mark the resident jedi like subscribe let us know what other movies we should touch and uh give dan your favorite rom-coms because i feel like he's got a lot of catching up to do go right ahead i won't watch him see you next time everyone